Hi, I'm Spencer Wishingwell, former head of cabin crew at BA and more recently head of onboard kettles at EasyJet. I'm renowned for taking some of the most silent steps in the aviation industry. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. That's me two years ago silently stepping into the record books on an overnight flight to Delhi, passing sleeping passengers without making a single sound, silently pouring tea whilst checking a troublemaker's seatbelt. Get that all groundbreaking techniques refined over 20 years. And now, I'm ready to pass the silent step system on to you. Endless possibilities. Getting closer than normal to a nesting swan. Or catching an abusive swimming teacher off guard. Sign up now to the silent stepping program and receive a signed neck pillow with USB heater. I'm Spencer Wishingwell. Wishing you all the best. Hello, I'm Dan Reeves and welcome to Very Important, Very Serious, the podcast where we take a deep dive into a wonderful world of nonsense to see what treasures it can throw up for us. Yeah. Yeah. Whole new world, most fantastic point of view, no matter da 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 You. Huh? I am just warm. And it's sunny today. And I'm on the edge. Yeah, it's a panic attack for two on air. Panic attack for two on air. And uh, just anxious and just sweating. You know, I need my whiskey, really. Where's my whiskey? Where is my whiskey? Actually? Yeah, immediately. I need to be calmed down, thank you. Oh, very nice. Oh, Lagavulin. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm just getting my sucking noise down. Okay, here we go. Hang on. Joining me today, kneeling nude and needing nourishment, it's Head of Beaks at KFC. It's Adam Furman. From the day he arrived into Hackney And wincing stepped onto the bus His mouth all a sheen, his camera so clean, his hair looks like birds live in there. His lunchbox so full of quavers, his hands all covered in muck. But all are agreed as they stare and perceive his trousers you need to see to believe he's the curly head boy blimey (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the show Oh, thank you very much, good sir. It's a pleasure to be here once more. What yeah. a fantastic intro once again. Yeah. You have excelled, thank excelled you. yourself. Uh, I am very, very hyperactive today. Well, you just spilled a coffee. Yeah, I did, yeah. I spilled a coffee. You had to go and get me some moist towels from the some toilet. Some towelettes, to yeah. dampen this red rag into brown. Uh, like a trapped horse once again. Yes, yes. Um, are you well? Not too bad. Not too bad today, actually. Yeah, I just yeah. had a pepper army. I was just sucking on the wrap before I got in here, you know, as you yeah, do. Get your nourishment. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for a good five minutes, uh, to spat it out to the toilet and just chewing. <laughs> Need to get some gum, actually. Just to clarify, you're you're chewing on that horrible kind of condom-esque wrap of that's pepper right. army. Yeah, that's yeah. the best part. That's the best part of the... Uh, of the eye contact, does it? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's what it's I was fantastic. doing. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And then I just passed to King's Cross a load of uh, folly of people watching Wombledon. What's Wombledon? What's that thing on the TV with the balls and the rackets? <laughs> Is that just how you say Wimbledon? What's Wimbledon? <laughs> 
good. Okay. I'm really confused. Hang on. So I'm what, confused. So if, what, what's, what's, a, what's a womble? A womble is a fictional creature right. which uh, they collect rubbish uh, on Wimbledon Common. Uh, and I don't know if they sell it. Do they resell the rubbish? This is re- it's happening now, is it? Uh, it was a TV show. But yeah, it, yeah I mean, it, it, they're not real. They're not. They're, the concept was they would find old Coke cans, yeah. take them to a recycling centre mm. and get paid a tonnage fee for how many you know Coke cans they took there. Right, so that's got nothing to do with, with the, the, the rackets. Nothing the to do with that, no. A, okay, all right. I'm so, yeah. yeah, fine. Um, <laughs> let's just get straight into this. Oh, yeah. You've got a phobia about eating a particular fruit on the tube, haven't you? Yeah, I don't like people that eat bananas on the on the tube, and I certainly do try and avoid eating a banana on the tube. I just think it's um, you know, we've always got someone there waiting to catch you out, and usually when I unsheathe the banana, yeah, people are glaring secretly from the corner of their eye, just waiting for me to eat, eat or nosh on the banana like a phallus. And you're I, scared people are going to look at you and think you're filleting a fruit. Correct, but I, I sorry, I've, no, because um, when it comes to the crunch. I'm just about to eat it like that, and then I break pieces off and put it in my mouth that way, and they're just looking so disappointed. I'm like, yeah, fuck so you, you. You tease them. You sort yeah. of move it towards your lips. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And then you just go, mm, no, I'm breaking yeah, it off. Yeah, break it off. I've got to say, yeah. I don't think anyone's, I don't think anyone's thinking that. No, everyone's thinking it. They are. Tell. Yeah, definitely. And it's, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it can't just be me thinking. It. I mean, I think obviously everyone's aware of the connotations associated to eating a banana in public, yeah. but you I, know, to sit mm. on the tube and break it into pieces because you think people are watching you. Let's do a cry out and see what people think out, out you know, the podcast crew. Yeah, um, anyone who has any thoughts on eating bananas in public? Yeah. And um, you know, Have you seen Adam on the tube trying to eat a banana? Have you thought he was about to fillet it yeah. um, and he broke it in half and you were disappointed? So yeah, I sign in. I, yeah, that's a phase, do you see? Uh, um, talking of tubes, have you experienced tube buskers? I have, yeah. And what? Do, tell me the song they play, if you have. I mean, I don't know. I've heard many. It's kind of magic. Have you, what have you? Because I've only heard one. Oh, which one is it? It's the Saints go marching in. The Saints. Yeah. No, I haven't heard that. Yeah, one. They, they're always on the Northern Line. They yeah. always play when the Saints go marching in. Yeah. And this has happened for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I have noise cancelling headphones. And mm. what I do is I take them off. I turn them off, and I put my fingers in my ear, right next to the chap who's playing the drum, and he's just hitting it, hitting it. And he looked up at me and saw me blocking my ears, and his, the disappointment on his mm. face was palpable. You did not disappoint. I, a, oh dear. Yeah, I disappointed a, a tube busker. A tube busker. But however, so that's been weeks and weeks of when the Saints go marching in. Yesterday they did Despacito. What, what's that? That oh, was a very. Well, it's quite a, a very popular pop song from Justin Bieber. Despacito. They didn't know the lyrics. So no. what they did, similar to me, so what they do is they go, Despacito. <laughs> and they're just, it's just nonsense. Oh, yeah. And it's the worst thing. And then they go around hold, you know, asking for money. You can you can do that if you're singing along to the song playing real time. But if you're doing it and you're leading the song, yeah, so no one else is going to fill those words for you. And in terms of band, they've got an accordion player and a drummer and then a vocalist. Um, well, talking of buskers, I yeah. was on the overground and one of the automated announcements came on, mm. came on and it said, um, beggars and buskers operating on this train. I <laughs> thought operating that is a very that, generous mm. term. Did that actually happen? It, it came on and said, no. beggars and buskers are operating on this train. Wow, there's a warning for it now. Could you imagine one of these guys who plays, you know, when the Saints go marching in on the Northern Line all day, going, yeah, I was operating on the Northern Line. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I was, I, was, I was operating on the Circle Line, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'd, do you know what? I think if, if it is to become a prefixed idea, then they need to have almost a set list passed around the people on the tube that can choose songs. <sighs> it's almost like a, a mobile jukebox. That's Does amazing. That, that's, then you're making money, but you're also ple- you're not putting people off. Could one of them um, be dressed as a jukebox? 
What, and you just put coins into his mouth? Yeah, so he's got this shit cardboard costume oh. and you sort of press these buttons. It's actually quite a feasible idea. Yeah. Or he could have a coin sack, a sporran. Yeah, he could, he could, yeah, it'd have to be Scottish. Yeah, it'd have to be. Yeah, we could have a Scottish version with the bagpipe. Yeah. It could be, maybe, put a coin in and we'll do when the Saints get marching in. A bit noisy with the bagpipe. Oh, hang on, what was that accent there? That was, I don't know what that was. That was, no. was that a new one? It's a new one. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, would you say boo to a goose? I mean, I'd say goo to a boose. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, just a random question. Are you still at the end of your tether? I've been at the end of my tether for many months, yeah. yeah. Certainly today. I've come in absolutely hysterical. It's not like me. And I just chin that coffee. You know how you subtly just sometimes, it's a drink, it's your first drink, so you just accidentally inhale it. And yeah. then you're like, oh, that was all right. And then eventually you just start feeling the wrath of a thousand. Exactly. Yeah, well, that's Feel the I'm panic right come now. over you. Yeah, I'm overwhelmed. Oh, <clears throat> I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed, overwhelmed, and overwhelmed. Is Adam Furman overwhelmed? Yeah. <laughs> like a dog. Yeah. You've overwhelmed him. We only said give him two tablets, and now he's overwhelmed. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, life's good. Um, I'm trying to think. You were very hot when you came in, and you came in with a, what looked like a wrap of kitchen roll, and you were dabbing yeah. your, your your forehead. I've got backup here. Yeah, well, I was carrying the microphone. Oh, sorry, the um, the, the tripod and the uh, backpack with yeah. me all the way through from Hackney. They were hot when you came in. Extremely warm. Yeah, I actually think I got mistaken for a busker at one point on the tube. B- wouldn't be the first time. Or the apparatus. <laughs> on this the apparatus. Yeah, he's yeah. operating on the tube. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, if you had to be an animal, mm-hmm. what, what would you be? Oh. I'm going to be a porcupine. Porcupine? Yeah. What, just going around pricking people? Yeah. What's the benefits of being a porcupine? That's probably the weirdest answer I've ever heard to that question. Yeah, I just like to, you know, just shuffle around. Occasionally, you know, what do they eat? Prickly pears? Snow That's the jungle book. Yeah. Oh, is that, is that, is that, yeah. Is that another... I think porcupines eat raisins. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably just go around chilling out and, um, yeah, prickling people and then uh, go to sleep and wake up. Do you like animals, generally? Occasionally. Occasionally, yeah. what, what ones? Um, oh, it's, it's a dog. I like the dogs. Yeah, I like the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you like dogs. I love dogs. Any particular breed? Yeah, the canine. Uh, no, I, yeah, I mean, I've, I've all, all brands, but I mean, my particular favourites would probably be um, cockapoo. Yeah, I like a cockapoo. Uh, <laughs> uh, German water dog. I like yeah, German water dogs up there, and the um, I think I just bought a collie, and I, I used to have a, a couple of gold, golden labs. They're, they're nice, but they get fat when they get old. So. Um. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I used to have a black Labrador. You got, you got quite fat. They get really fat and they yeah, start yeah. to stink, and their saliva becomes even more thick. They get they a graying get... beard as well. Yeah, it's really weird. But no, I do. I love dogs. So, I mean, that's apart from. Uh... What about you? Favorite animals? Um, well, if I well one, if I could be an animal, I'd be a dolphin. Um, and two favorite sort of domestic animal that you can doesn't have to be at a zoo. Could be at your house. Yeah, yeah. yeah, dogs. I do like cats. I never used to be a cat person. I am a cat person now. No, I, I, that's weird because I've seen your cat. Yeah, I actually I'm offended by your cat. It's massive. It's, it's huge. got no. It's not just huge. It's like the catch of the day. Every photo that I've seen hold, held up, usually by your <laughs> girlfriend. It's like she, she's a very petite lady and she's holding this thing up that's yeah. probably twice the size of her. Like it's catch of the day. I know. It's like she's it's... just caught the biggest bass in the sea. But the but way she holds hair. it makes him look a lot bigger than than he no, is. No, I don't. I don't believe that you've just been. I don't know what you've been feeding that thing, but it needs to be. It needs to be tripe. Yeah, yeah, lots of tripe. Like <laughs> what a, is what's tripe? I don't. Is it like a? It's like a small. Is it? A, it's a, yeah. What is minced beef? Is it not fish? No. Tripe. Well, it's, it's, like, I think it's a mix of different meats. I always thought tripe was a fish, but then I think you're right. I think it's um, tripe. Oh God. What is it? A type of edible lining from the stomachs of various animals. Most tripe is from cattle and sheep. Rough. That is rough. Oh dear me. Oh dear dear. Imagine being a tripe butcher. Would you get uh, much custom? I mean, do you know what? Actually, I think I'm now. Now I recollect. I think I saw a documentary on on tripe. 
Um, and and I think it was something. To, no, was it? I think sounds it was, like a funny. It was Gordon Ramsay trying to bring it back and actually trying to uh, um, dispel the the horrid. Um, well, oh, what the horrid preconception Pre-con- about eating different yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. stomach linings of various animals. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so Surprised it's not that Hugh Hugh Fernley. Whatever his name Whitt- is. Whittinghorn. Whittinghorn, yeah. I think it was him, actually. It was him. Yeah, he went from having a nice, peaceful kind of gardening show where he pulled up turnips and measured them to yeah. sort of yeah. tra- traipsing around the earth looking for plastic bags and yeah. shaking them at the camera. He's a very Sainsbury's Tesco's, you're all here, I found you in this big pile. Shame on you, shame on you. Yeah, I just remember his early stuff at the River Cot. The River Cot, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I like you that. could fit in quite well because he has a team of people. He has a team of boys. Yeah. He's like, all right, we're off to see uh, my chef Adam. Yeah. You know, and you sort of chef whites, curly hair. I'd be, I could be frying a good, up yeah. a fish. I'd be a good chef. Would you? Yeah. You got to keep your hands clean. Yeah, well, I could do that. I'm pretty clean. I'm a clean man. Mm. Actually, they are a bit clammy right now. Um, I mean, I just, yeah, I just need to have a quick wet wipe. Um, what would you say to an alien? Um, I, well, I, I mean, I, I don't know. What, what, I, it was, Okay, I'll give you a scenario. Mm. You're in your room, you've gone to sleep, yeah. and you wake up, you're, you're in a cold sweat, and at the foot of your bed is a grey orb uh, with two eyes, a nose, and a big smiling face. And it's obvious it's some form of, of creature, and it's just looking at you smiling. What do you do? I'll say morning. <laughs> um, who, who, who are you, and, um, and why, and what? Not, what are you doing uh, in Hackney? Yeah, what's... What it was, what's, what's, and if he this, said, hi, um, the name's Chris, um, do you want to go for lunch later? I know it's a bit early. I didn't anticipate I'd, I'd arrive at this time, three in the morning. But, you know, I could sit downstairs and when you wake up, go for lunch. I'd say, um, just back away from my face a little bit and yeah. uh, sit, sit further near to the end of the bed. And, uh, just let me have half an hour more sleep and then we can okay, discuss that when I reawake. Brunch lunch. For a brunch slash lunch. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, have you ever done a bottomless brunch? No, because I'm not trash. I thought it was something to do with, you know, going to... Um, These are day drinking sessions that... Yeah. Um, I thought it was when you go to lunch without a pair of trousers on. Mm, no, that would probably happen in other countries, potentially. Yeah. I wasn't quite sure what it was. And then we're eating around this table and, and someone started to issue out loads of bottles of champagne. I was like, this is fantastic. And, and then I found out it was free. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow, even better. And then I got really depressed an hour later because I just drank too much yeah. Prosecco. You got hyped on sugar. That's a sugar rush from mm. It's just, dangerous. Yeah, hit a peak and then fall down. Yeah. I can't think of anyone, you know, you just you and bottomless brunch does not match up. No, I, I, well... You're more like brown biscuits and ale. Yes, definitely, and a pork pie. Yeah. Pork pie and a sausage roll. Keep it dry, keep it brown. I love it brown. Oh. <laughs> you've, um, on your travels around London, yes. you've been conducting something you've uh, been calling Mum Watch. <clears throat> which is, sounds odd, but do explain. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, I mean, I, someone's got to keep an eye on them. Uh, they get around, um, you know, for, <clears throat> for the most part, they are the unsung heroes of Hackney, uh, yeah. looking after their, their child whilst um, the father goes away somewhere or yeah. is, has been incarcerated, usually in Hackney. And, uh, and, or on the and, ships. Yeah, they need to find ways of, of kind of um, multitasking. They're fantastic at it. Uh, so I've seen them pushing around prams uh, in, in the park whilst I've been running around. Yeah. And they, they use the pram and double it up as some kind of gym apparatus. <laughs> Uh, where they'll be doing squats from the handle of the pram yeah. and then literally just running around laps with me, almost paralleling with me. I see a pram into my peripheral just pulling ahead of me like a, a ship on a ship and, um, and and there's a baby's face and then I look and there's a really sweaty mum pushing. So you, are you running child. or are you just standing watching mums with kids? No, I mean a bit of both. Bit of both? Yeah. Okay, so it's like, yeah, mum training. Yeah. Is that fair for the child to use the child as a counterweight whilst you do a squat? I mean, it looks startled. It was just bouncing around in the, in the cot um, but at the same time, you know, 
um, I, I guess it was working out as well. So it's kind of good exercise for the baby as well. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it's an interesting one. I yeah. guess as a mum, busy mums have to take exercise when they can. Yeah, I mean, so this, why not use your children? This is not a myth. I mean, if you, if you, anyone listening wants to uh, look into this further, I, I do believe you can find on YouTube a whole host of different ways of working out with a pram. Yeah, um, but fantastic. Good on you, mums. I, you know, people who run classes in parks. Yes, cheap PTs. Um, I can imagine you doing that <laughs> cheap for mums. PTs. But yeah. you're like, and you hand out prams, and yeah. they don't have children in. They have like breeze blocks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, ladies, hold on to these. Squat, <laughs> two, three, four. Stretch, two, three, four. Move the breeze block round ninety degrees, and we're yeah. going down, two, three, four. Is this guy qualified? No, I don't know. I mean, what are you paying for this? Nothing. It's free. Well, he said he wants to be here, and he's got these breeze blocks. Yeah, yeah. I just get like a star jump. I'd do a star jump with... You, oh, can we have you running PT classes in London, in parks? Giant pepper armies in each hand. Yeah, two, yeah. three, four. One, two, three, four. I used to jog around this park, now I train in it. Yeah. Sign I, up now. I think I'd be good at that. Actually, I've, I've got, you know, I probably could collect a folly of my social experience. I'll try it next Could you week. be a motivational speaker? Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, potentially, yeah. Um, it depends what we're motivating. I don't know. Um, well, maybe fitness, exercise, eating well. I mean, definitely, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of the pork pie and the sausage roll. So, okay, well, that's probably not going to work if you're just going to encourage people to eat dry pork products from, uh, you know, from the early Tastes 1930s. fantastic. You know, I've been, this week, I've actually been mostly, um, I sound a bit, 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 went a bit far, I've been mostly eating uh, <laughs> those cheap sausage rolls, the, like, the longer ones, not the short ones. Ah, uh, the long ones, yeah. The long ones, you can get two packs, and M &M, even MS do them, they know they're good, they're yeah. 89 pence. Yeah, but look at the pork content. Oh, I don't care about that, you get a bit of salad cream, you put that in, in the crevice. And you Have just... you looked at the colour of the meat? It's grey. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic, it's, it's yeah. really, it's, uh, yeah, it's nice. It will be spine, you're yeah. eating a spine roll with a bit mm -hmm. of mayonnaise on yeah. top. <laughs> Before we move on... I love you, mate. Well, thank you I very just, much. I just wanted to declare that on air. Um, no, but I do love you. Well, this is, thank you, yeah, but this right. is quite important. Just, just acknowledge it with eye contact. Thank you. Thank you. Before we move on, yeah. I'd just like to have a moment's silence. We're not usually serious on this show, but actually now we're going to be. I'd like to have a moment's silence, please, for early noughties R&B legend, Akon. Okay. Thanks very much. He's not dead. It's just nice for everyone to remember Akon and all the songs he brought us. Yeah, shout out to Akon. Moving on. Mm. Now, in The Little Mermaid from Disney, Ariel sings a song called Part of Your World. And in this song, she asks this very introspective question. How many wonders can one cavern hold? How many wonders can one cavern hold? So I felt sorry for her. I found the average size of a cavern and the average size of a wonder works out the answer is 226 wonders. So, Ariel, if you are listening, the average cavern can hold up to 226 wonders. There we go. Cheers. Uh, what, what's a wonder? It's like a sort of a treasure or yeah. a gift. And it can hold up to how many? 226, 226 up to. Wonders. So 20, 226 is the maximum yeah. amount of wonders you could hold in an average size cavern. Mm. I mean, it doesn't work out if you've got a larger cavern. Maybe she does. Yeah. But we need measurements. Yeah, definitely. Ariel, send us measurements and we could get a more accurate figure for the wonders your cavern can hold. Okay, this is a new feature for the show. I'm going to give you a topic and I want you to talk about it for 30 seconds, non-stop. Okay, can't oh, take a breath, just okay. non-stop, okay? Oh. Adam Furman, you have 30 seconds... 
to talk about cheese. Three, two, one, cheese. Mm, crum- crummy, creamy, knobbly, uh, hard, uh, soft, green, yellow mainly, uh, cr- on crackers and, and, and rye, br- rye bread and rye, rye vita and uh, butter. I like uh, cream cheese and, and, and sometimes white. Comes from a goat. Don't like it when it comes from a goat. I do like it when it comes from a cow. Uh, tastes really nice with um, uh, before grapes, after grapes, actually. Grapes are nice afterwards. It's good to have um, with uh, cured meats as well and I enjoy cheese a lot. Uh, Jacob, shout out and also to uh, the, 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 the well, um, there we are. <laughs> oh, wow. Good heavens. That uh, was I, well I done. That. I did that. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. time for a game. Oh. Not just any game, a game of such complexity, such scale and stature, that even some of the greatest academics of our time would think twice before agreeing to play it. So, focus your mind and join us, if you will, as we play Who Said This? Who Said This? Who Said This? Sponsored by Bishop Gulliver Windows. Think Windows, think Bishop Gulliver. Okay. I have a collection of clips here, all taken from a range of different people. I'm going to play you a clip, and then afterwards I'm going to give you two options, and you'll have to tell me which one is correct. You know the deal. Here we go. Clip number one. Ready? Yeah. I'm feeling very erotic, mother. Okay, was that a biologist or a blacksmith? Mm. Should I hear it again? Yes. I'm feeling very erotic, mother. Biologist or a blacksmith? A blacksmith. I'm going to go blacksmith. Why? What's he thinking? I think that he has just unsheathed a shoe of a horse and is getting turned on by the glossy finish of a horse. You're wrong. Oh. It was a biologist. Oh, so fine. Okay. Okay. Clip number two. Yeah. Here we go. Mouth full of mince, then I just blacked out. <laughs> was that a beekeeper or a babysitter? That's a babysitter. That's yeah. I think. You want to hear it one more time? Yeah, no, you no. don't want to get it wrong. Mouthful of mince, then I just blacked out. A beekeeper or a babysitter? I feel it's a, it's a, it's a babysitter making an excuse for the reason it, it, it slept on the job. That's what I Correct. Yes. 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 Well done. Yeah, yes. that was great. Yes. Okay. You're, do, you're doing well. Uh, next clip. Here we go. It was six foot. I said, no thanks. Was that a mathematician or a midwife? Uh, uh, no, again, I've got this. It's a midwife, uh, six foot, maybe just a large baby that popped out and she blacked out as it came out. No, it was a mathematician. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It six was, yeah. foot mathematician. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, clip number four. Yeah. Okay, Google, mouth tastes like paste and feet sort of touch. Was that a pet shop boy or a parking warden? Do it, do it again. Okay, Google, mouth tastes like paste and feet sort of touch. Do you want the options? Yeah. Pet, was it a pet shop boy or a parking warden? Mouth. I can't. There's so much going on. Yeah. Okay, Google. Mouth tastes like paste and feet sort of touch. Mouth tastes like paste. And is it what's the choices again? Pet shop boy or parking warden? Mm. Pet shop boy or a... Parking warden. Parking, yeah. Parking? I'm going to go with parking. It was a pet shop boy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Did Chris, Chris got it right? I can't believe it. <laughs> Chris the engineer got it right. Okay, here we go. Clip number five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Grass-fed beef. Was that a warden or a welder? Mm. <laughs> Grass-fed beef. That's, that's got to be a welder. It was a welder. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Talking about grass-fed beef. Yeah. Okay. Of course. It's then normal chatting. Most people are at work at the moment in an office. Yep. Okay. <laughs> And here we are. Um, so, clip number six. 
Yeah, we went to see the Lion King at the weekend. That moved faster. Didn't mind that in. Was that a scholar or a scamp? And again? Yeah. Yeah, we went to see the Lion King at the weekend. That moved faster. Didn't mind that in. It's a scamp. It was a scholar. Oh. It was a Cockney scholar. Cockney. Going to see the Lion King with his family. Of course, they, yeah, they do exist. Okay, so yeah. final one. Yeah. Pan of chocolate and pan bloody furious. <laughs> Was that a nanny or an adult nurse? Pan of chocolate and pan bloody serious. No. Uh, pan of chocolate and pan bloody furious. Is it, is it what, a nurse or a nanny? Nanny or an adult nurse. That's, Na- a, that's a nurse that looks after adults. Yeah, nanny. It was an adult nurse. Oh, yeah, sorry. So, thanks very much for playing. Uh, you did quite well. well. And that was Who Said This? Yeah. Who Said This? Who Said This? That's very uh, tricky game sponsored by Bishop Gulliver Windows think Windows think Bishop Gulliver (laughs) okay last episode we mentioned how lots of babies actually look strangely like shrunken old men Uh, it got me thinking and I started doing a bit of research turns out that most babies in films for legal reasons are actually played by old men and one of these men in particular has been playing babies in films for over a decade no yeah it's it's odd Um, he's called Mick John known in the industry as Mick John the Baby Man. Uh, now, I got in touch with Mick, and he's very kindly offered to chat with us. Uh, so, should we give him a call? Yeah, Mick John. Okay, let's, let's call Mick John. <coughs> Hello? Oh, Mick, hi, it's Dan Reeves here on the Big Viv Show. Hello, Maggie. Hi, Mick. Uh, listen, thanks very much for giving up your time to speak with us. Can you tell us a bit more about yourself? Yeah, well, the name's Mick John. Uh, Mick John, the baby man. 65 years old. Uh, been playing babies in films now for the best part of 15 years. Okay, so, I mean, what do you look like, Mick? Can you describe yourself? <clears throat> I'm pretty well built. 6'3", shaved head. Uh, but my face is uh, it's very babyish, you see. Very smooth skin. Wide eyes, plush lips. So, basically, when they stick a bonnet on my head or dummy in my mouth, I look very much like a newborn babe. <laughs> Okay, uh, what about your, your body? Uh, yeah, so often I'll be in a basket, all similar. They'll just cut a hole in the back, or I'll crawl in and stick my head through. Make a few cries and giggles. they got a pram too, with a hidden box underneath. I'll just sit in that box all day on a tiny chair, and pop my head through the top. Right, and I guess the question is, are you happy doing that? It can get a bit high now, yeah, but uh, I'm often sat on a tray of ice packs to keep cool. No, no sorry Mick, not the pram, are you, ha- are you happy in general? No, no, not really. Huh. Oh, I'd like to be doing something with my hands, if I'm honest, like metal work. Just really go to town and start making weather vanes, sell them on Etsy. Right, I see. Well, Mick John, thanks very much for your time and hopefully speak with you again soon. Cheers, matey. Bye-bye. Mick John the baby man. Wow. Thanks, Mick. <clears throat> Fantastic. He's, yes, I guess he's friends with Vernon, Vernon Troyer. Vernon Troyer. Maybe. He's perished. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting one. Maybe yeah. that's the stage name. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure, but thank you, Mick John, and maybe we can talk to him again. Um, should we play a game of Would You Rather? Oh. The playground favourite. Yeah, I do enjoy that game. Okay, good. Um, You've often got some interesting thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, all right then. Okay, Adam Furman. Yeah. Would you rather take care of a confident crab or take care of a needy cobbler? Hmm. Neat. Needy cobbler. Why? Confident crab will crush. 
and 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 bite and a, a needy cobbler. Crabs or, will crush. Crabs, crab, crabs will crush. Do you mean <clears> they'll <throat> pinch you? No, the crush. Crabs will crush your hand with a with the with, uh, yeah. with the grabber. Yeah. Whereas <clears throat> a needy cobbler, um, I think he would just want to. Um, you know, just I just picture a Geppetto type person being kind of you yeah, know, quite em- submissive, submissive. You could just swaddle him. Yeah, absolutely. Have just, you swaddled a man? Well, me and you swaddle every day. <laughs> I, I swaddle. <laughs> so you'd rather take care of a needy cobbler? I'll, I'll do a need, yeah, needy yeah, yeah. cobbler for me. Yeah. Um, would you rather have supper with a madman or cook mutton for a moderator? Oh, supper for a madman. I picture that being a bit like American Psycho. Yeah, um, and when I say moderator, as long as he like, plays, no, I would go with that actually because it'd be entertaining, and he might play some Phil Collins. So you'd rather do that yeah. over? And I'm talking about sort of an exam no, moderator. I've, I've made, no, I've made my mind up. That's, uh, yeah, definitely do that. What would happen if he, you know, what, turned I, on you? Mm, open the fridge up, and there's a head in there. Yeah, and you panic. You're in his house cooking. And you're like, oh, John, I'm just going to go and get some. What, what, what have you seen, Adam? Yeah. Oh, nothing. No, no, no. I just I thought the, the the garlic would be in here. It's not. Seeing a head in a bag. Yeah, I just um, yeah, I just just probably throw the head at him and run out. And run out. Mm. You might have uh, <clears> you might have double locked the door. Roll it at him. Roll the head like, like a bowling ball. Put yeah, my okay. two fingers in the eye. Ma- uh, Madman bowling. Yeah. Would you rather yeah. live the Vida Loca for three days oh. or wash Ricky Martin's Porsche for two hundred and forty pounds cash? Three hundred pound. We got a deal. It's two forty. Yeah. How, how and long, it's a big Porsche. How long would I do the Vida Vida Loca? Would you rather live the Vida Loca for three days? Yeah, what, what is the Vida Loca? Just, I can't tell you. If you don't yeah. know, I can't tell you. And that, yeah. So it's, you know... You don't know, do you? No, I know. Yeah. Live the Vida Loca. Yeah. Mm. Three days or wash his Porsche, big Porsche, 240 cash. Well, I don't, I don't know what the Vida Loca is, um, but I guess I'd just have to... Yeah, fuck it, I'll take risks. Yeah, I'll, I'll live the Vida Loca. Okay. Yeah. Well, great. Okay. I mean, there's no there's no right or wrong. No. But let's see what happens if yeah. Adam Furman is to live the Vida Loca. Yeah. Oh. Has it got cold in here? It is a little nippy. Oh. Yeah, it has. Hmm. Nip- Suddenly a chill has come over the studio. Um, my, nipple, and- my nipples could cut glass. Mm. And it looks like it's time to take another trip into the world of the supernatural. And we haven't heard from this man in a while, but Colin Harden, assistant manager at Welcome Break Newport Pagnell, yes. is back. And he has a spine-chilling service station tale to tell us all. So sit back, grab some holy water, hold on to a priest... Here we go. Hello, friends. My name's Colin Harden, and I'm the assistant manager at Welcome Break Newport Pagnell. This is my service station tale. It had just gone midnight. I was finishing my checks of the overflow car park before locking up. Only two hours ago, I'd shared a tube of soft mints with Mick Dalgleish, manager at WH Smith's. Funny, Mick didn't even like mints. As I shone my torch across the park, I spotted a family of five perched on the trucker's picnic bench, feasting on a bucket of fried chicken in the shadows. I moved them on with a stern word of warning. They were lucky the truckers didn't see him first. I began weaving my way back through the darkness towards the main complex, past the big green frog bins and the Days Inn Hotel. Well, then a sound made me glance up towards the second floor. I stopped dead in my tracks. From behind the tatty drapes of room 16, a flickering blue light. It can't be. The Days Inn had been closed for years, ravaged by fire and never repaired. Fumbling for my master keys, I made my way inside. 
Opposite room 16, I slowly pushed open the wooden door and raised my torch. What the beam revealed still haunts me to this day. An old man, shaped like a barrel, sitting cross-legged at the foot of the bed. His face round with the colour of crimson, made him look like a balloon with teeth. In one hand he held a tankard of brown ale, in the other a rusty shower curtain. He stared straight at me, like he was looking into my soul. I knew what I had to do. I promised right then to upgrade all the hand dryers to Dyson Airblades by Christmas. And with that, he raised his glass and disappeared into the sofa bed. Join me next week, travelers, for another Service Station Tales. Godspeed. <sighs> Chilling. Spooky. Yeah, fortunately I had that whiskey to warm me up. Yeah, are we all feeling okay? That was a bit odd. You know, no weirder than usual. Oh, okay, well, thank God we don't work at Welcome Break Newport Pagnell because I wouldn't want to deal with that. No, poor Colin. Um, should we do some listeners' questions? Uh, yes, please, yes. This is from Nigel LaRue in Bishop Storford. Dear Dan and Adam, I'm a long-serving regular at my local pub, the Yatton Hamlin. However, each time I arrive at the bar, the landlord always says, Hello, Tony, how are you? The regular. And serves me up a half pint of carling with a sherry chaser. I've been drinking this awful combination for six years now, too afraid to tell the burly landlord, I'm not Tony, I'm Nigel LaRue. However, recently, I fantasised about running into the pub at full pelt, slamming my hands onto the sticky wood and screaming, I'm Nigel LaRue and I want a glass of fine white wine. I'm terrified his reaction will still be, hello Tony, how are you? What do I do? Thanks, Nigel LaRue. Hmm. This is one of those cases. I think you've got to play him his own game. Go in there before he can even greet you. Ask for the drink he's offering. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, before he can say anything. Look him dead in the eyes and say, I want this. I want half a pint of Carling and a Sherry Chaser. Yeah. Landlord. Half a pint of Carling and a Cherry Chaser. You could call. You could start calling the landlord a different name. Yeah, that's how I love, I love doing that, yeah. You really just literally go into town and do the same back to him. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I feel, Nigel LaRue, um, that that perhaps the landlord, you know, is doing this intentionally. He knows you're not mm. called Tony. Yeah, he he knows. knows you're called Ni- Nigel well, LaRue. Well, uh, I don't know about that. I don't I don't think you like to... Uh, you know, the thing is, is the, the way you treat these situations, you don't ever call someone out that directly. You just, just start subtly playing the game back. Yeah, play. No one needs to call a spade a spade here. We're just playing... We're doing subtle mind games. So you're saying to Nigel, go in, and before the landlord can say, hello, Tony, how are you? The regular. Yeah. He says... Uh, oh, Keith Contreras, can I have myself? <laughs> <laughs> Keith Contreras. Oh, I the don't know, the first name that came yeah, into yeah, my okay. head. Okay, so he calls him a name and then he, yeah. uh, what he asks for the half pint of carling. Good afternoon, Keith Contreras, I'll have a carling and sherry, please. Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, well, Nigel, there is your answer um, yeah. from Adam. Let us um, know how you get on with that one. Yeah, thanks, Nigel LaRue. Hopefully, you know what to do. So, this, is, this is from Roy Boy in Romford. Ro- Roy Boy? Roy Boy in Romford. Dear Dan and Adam, I'm the owner and manager of We Coo Too Coo You Van Hire in Romford. If Adam is willing to say, when I need a van, I always phone We Coo Too Coo You Van Hire, I will let you both have one van free of charge for half a day staying within Romford. Cheers, Roy Boy. You willing to say that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah? Do you, do you want... Yeah, so it's, when I need a van, I always phone We Coo Too Coo You Van Hire. 
We coo to yeah yeah okay. we coo to van hire so, so, yeah. so I imagine he, Roy you we probably want to down. use this on a commercial so we'll get Chris to cut this out afterwards and we'll yeah. send it to you got it written down do you want to see the laptop yeah it's it's uh, that bit there when I need a van I always phone we coo to coo you van hire van hire do it again when I need a van I <clears throat> when I need a van when I need a van yeah make it natural. When I need a van. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't do it, mate. When I need a van. When I need a van, I always call. When I need a van, I always phone. We coo to coo you van hire. Perfect. Yeah. I Very good. I accidentally minimized. Yeah, don't worry. That's your fine. Letter there. Yeah, that's so good. Sorry. So, um, Roy, thank you very much. Hope that, that works for you. Um, Cheers, Roy. Well, we go get a free van. Me and you get one one van free of charge for half a day if we stay within Romford, which sounds quite quite nice. Romford van day out. Okay, so moving on. Uh, oh, hang on. We need to call Miami Tim, mate. Right, well, we can do that later. I don't, no, I don't no. even know who Miami Tim is. Well, he's my cousin. He's, he's a, your cousin? He's called Tim. He's from Miami. Um, right. We need to give him a call. Okay. You want to call him? I want to get a Miami Tim update. We did this... Lo- I don't know who he is. He's, yeah, I know. You're I claiming know. you're his cousin. Well, he, yeah, he is my cousin. We, we go back, um, uh, well, at least the same... My lifespan. Okay, so let's go over to Adam's cousin, Miami Tim, for another Miami update. Hello. Tim, hi, it's Dan Reeves on the Big Viv Show. Oh, yes. Tim, can you give us a Miami update? What's going on? All right, it's really hot over here. A lot of Sahara sand coming over from the Atlantic. No hurricanes reported, but it's really hot. I'm talking 100 degrees plus 10 degrees humidity. So you're talking 110 out here at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Still really hot. Really hot. Tim, you've got a favorite uh, Subway sandwich, haven't you? I get that from Publix. Now, this is the, the Italian sub. Whole wheat, mayonnaise... Lettuce, spinach, tomato, provolone cheese, cucumber, spinach, uh, pepper and oil, and that's it. That's and it? And that is the Italian sub. Okay, and you'd eat that in this heat? No, I eat. I only eat half of that. Only eat half of that. What do you do with, with the other half? Water, and I, the other half I save until the next day. Okay, and it's, st- it's still good? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, trapping rats with beef jerky? Uh, beef jerky, the teriyaki? Yes, I probably got about 60 kills. Now, what happens with the beef teriyaki, I put it in the trap with a piece of wire so they don't knock off the bait. And then what I usually do, I get a, I usually get the vermin, put it on a shovel, and then I slingshot it, trebuchet it into the intercoastal, where the catfish usually have a very good morsel on it. Okay. I'll give you a Josie Wales quote. They were decently fed, and they were decently trapped. Wowee. Okay, well, thanks so much, Tim. Thanks for your time, and uh, we'll speak to you next show. Uh, take care and see you later. 10-4. Okay, so that was the Miami update with Miami Tim. Yeah. Um, good. Okay, so we are coming to the end of this week's episode. Do subscribe and follow us on iTunes, Acast, and Spotify. If you enjoyed the show, send it to someone you like as a cheap gift. If you didn't, then send it to someone you hate to waste their time. Thanks for listening, and as always, clement thanks to Adam Furman. Thank you very much. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Say goodbye as head of Beaks for KFC. Goodbye. Got a beak in his mouth. Do join us again next week for loads more nonsense. Goodbye. Pan a shockler and pan bloody furious.